take the time to welcome you back to the podcast, Biblical Truth Central. I'm your host, Brother D, and I hope that you're all doing well. I hope you're blessed. I hope that you are one in the Lord um, in these days that we're living in right now. We are on episode 39 of the podcast, and I just want to take a moment to thank my audience for tuning in and for listening, and I'm hoping that this is a blessing to your life. Um, I know that it's been a while since I've done the podcast, a couple of weeks. Actually, the last time I did a podcast was November the 3rd, which was, uh, was that not election day? I think so, or either the day following was election day, one of the two, I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, that was the last time I, you know, had the time to sit down and to to do this. Um, If you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, then you should um, you should be up to speed with, you know, everything that I've been covering and all of the different topics or whatnot. But but, you know, ever since then, um, I haven't had a chance to come back here and to just kind of give my thoughts on uh, what I think about this whole fiasco of an election. Uh, it is most definitely, it's it's not like your typical election. You know, you have one side that feels that it is, there's no, no riffraff, that there's no cheating. And then on the other side... Um, people feel that there has been some evidence of, you know, voter fraud and um, destroying ballots and manipulating votes and stuff like that. And I just feel that um, my personal opinion is I do think that there has been some, you know, some foul play with this election. But, you know, God is still in control. You know, we should not be focusing on on what's going on with this election. We should be focusing on the Lord. We understand that nothing happens without God's say. So investigating physical manners too deeply, we will really, really quickly lose track of uh, the spiritual aspect of what's going on. So um, remember, everything that we see is a manifestation of what occurs in the spirit so we need to always remember that first and foremost okay so i haven't brother d's not been putting a lot of emphasis on this election and to be honest with you uh like like most things that happen uh people tend to give um a lot of attention and a lot of hype uh during the time period and as the days and weeks and months uh go by uh people tend to i don't want to say forget about it but they're less chatty about it. You know, social media doesn't really buzz on it as much. I do know that um, around the time the election happened, uh, that's all you saw on social media was people talking and ranting and raving and this, that, and the third. And now it's not so much, you know. Here it's it's back on topic, <laughs> which is um, COVID. You know, that's been the number one topic of this year is single-handedly uh, change the the face of the world, and I no pun intended because everyone's face has changed because we all um, are basically being forced 
into wearing these ridiculous face coverings, which do absolutely nothing. But you have people in this world who feel that it it's it's the responsible thing to do. <laughs> they feel that it is the thing the the a patriotic act as joe biden said himself he out of his own mouth you know it's 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 your you're you're showing your patriotism by wearing a mask because you care about your your fellow citizens and whatnot uh, i i honestly think that's just a load of crap you know if you have done the research and you look into it you will find that a face covering cannot stop a a pathogen there have been people who have conducted experiments to where they have shown that they can blow smoke through masses. And if we can see smoke and we cannot see a pathogen, what makes you think that a mask can stop the pathogen? It's the same logic of a chain link fence trying to stop a mosquito. Or a chain link fence trying to stop a flea. You you get you just, you understand what I'm saying? It's 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 ridiculous. But yet the world has absolutely been brainwashed into thinking that what they're doing is right. And I just firmly believe that it's all about control. It's all about conditioning. It and 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 everyone. I'm not everybody, but. A lot of people are falling victim to this. And when we try to give the truth and we try to tell people that, hey, this is not exactly what they say. This is not what they're telling you. You get the evil eye. You get ridiculed. You get made fun of. You get called all kind of names. And it kind of just makes you want to wash your hands of it. And just take care of yourself. But we know that as believers in Christ, we can't do that. Like we can't. I don't believe that we're supposed to stress out over trying to relate the truth to people. I believe that we're supposed to tell the truth in love because that is the absolute best way to give love to somebody is by telling them the truth. But we live in a society that does not view the truth as something um normal because what you tell them that may be absolute truth they may think is a lie or they may take it as you being um unrational or they may think that you're being negative or you're being mean you know that's how the world is now <laughs> um, if i tell you the truth and it hurts your feelings apparently that means i mean so and brother d is every is definitely not a mean person and most Christians out there who love people enough to tell them the truth are not mean people either. So um, I feel that the best thing we can do for this world is to pray for people that they get saved. You know, pray that the truth is revealed to them in due time. Because if you're that type of person that tries to save the world, you're going to burn yourself out. And you're going to just, you're going to quit. Um, there's been points in times in my walk where, you know, I just, you know, there was, a, there was a moment I just threw my hands up and said, you know, what's the point in doing this? Because people are not listening. You know, people are just, they're just doing what they want to do. I feel like nobody cares about the gospel. I feel like this 
country is is hopeless. And about I think I think earlier this year, you know, I was reading the story of Jonah, and we all know the story of Jonah. Most people know the story um, of him in the whale, but we have to remember how he ended up in the whale. You know, how he ended up in the whale was basically um, disobedience to God. You know, God told him to go to the land of Nineveh to preach and to tell them to repent of their sins because they were all going to, you know, face judgment. And Jonah had already made up in his mind that, you know, Nineveh was irredeemable. They were damned. They were wicked. They just could not be saved. So he decided that he was not going to go and he just was going to do his own thing. You know, he didn't care. And, you know, God didn't see it that way, of course. And, you know, you know the story, basically. He ended up in the belly of the whale and then ended up going to Nineveh. Many, many people, you know, repented of their sins and, you know, came to the Lord. So we, we can't wash our hands of the, this nation. We can't. We, we, anytime, we, anytime we ever think about washing our hands of this nation, and I speak of the United States because I live in the United States, let's think about Jesus. You know, Jesus, Jesus didn't wash his hands of the world. He didn't, God didn't wash his hands of the world and say, ugh, you know, the world is, look, look at all these wicked, evil individuals, these people, they're, they're so vile, they don't care, um, they don't acknowledge me, they don't pray, they're, they're ungrateful, they're living in sin. You know, God don't wash, he didn't, he could have washed his hand with us, but he didn't. You know what he did? Looking at us in the most pitiful way, seeing that we can't help it because of our nature and that we needed a savior and, and we needed to be redeemed. So he came down to earth and died for us so that we may be saved. That's what he did for us. He didn't give up on us. He came and, and saved us. That's what he did. And I feel that we need to emulate the Lord the best that we possibly can and not give up on people, you know, not give up on this nation, not give up on the world. You know, don't let it consume you. Don't let it trap you. Don't stress out about it. Um, plant the seeds wherever you may go and let God water it. And, you know, they will manifest in, in, their, in their appointed time. It's not up to us to decide when people finally get it. You know, we're just supposed, we're just messengers here on this world. We're just supposed to relay the message. We're just supposed to share the gospel and to keep it moving. And that's it. You know, that's all God, all God asked us to do. He asked us to do two things. He asked us to preach the gospel to every living creature. And he asked us to live a life that's holy and righteous in his sight. And that's it. That's all. You know, he never told us to debate with people. He never told us to argue. He never told us to bug people. He never told us to be a nuisance with the gospel. He just said, just preach, share it. Um, some people will receive it. Some people will, will not receive it. And that's just that's just the way that it is. There's nothing that we can we can do to force people to believe in God. There's nothing we can do to force people to uh, believe in Jesus. It's not our job. That's the Lord's job to to manifest himself in, in the lives of people. So, you know, I just wanted to I wanted to open up with that because, you know, sometimes we can get. I don't want to say we forget the message, but sometimes we get a little carried away with everything that's going on. And sometimes we can get in our feelings about things and we just 
forget the basic message on the gospel. Just share it. And that's it. And just keep it moving. You know, God is not going to ask you to do the impossible. So if you're a believer in Christ, you know, you should be uh, indeed sharing your faith on a daily basis anyway. Okay. Amen. Amen. So in this particular podcast, this episode will say, I, I want to talk about the subject of preparation. Preparation. What does it mean to prepare? Now, many of us obviously know what it means to prepare. But the problem is that even though many people understand that meaning, they don't apply it to their lives. They don't prepare. Because this generation is a living in the moment type of generation. This generation is living day by day. Um, basically operating on adrenaline, if you will. And the only people that seem to be preparing themselves for things are uh, individuals of the older generation. Not the kids, not the teenagers, not the not the ones in their 20s, 30s. I mean, my age group, a lot of people just simply don't prepare. This year has shown us how unequipped, uninformed, and unprepared this nation really is. It is proven that time and time again and people still don't seem to understand they still don't seem to get it and it's only when stuff hits the fan or you're up against the wall that you go out and try to prepare it's like you know i stay here in florida and i've lived here my whole life so a lot of you know that we deal with hurricanes. I have dealt with hurricanes my entire life. And there are people who have lived here their entire life. And they still have not prepared themselves for hurricane season. Because hurricane season is from, I believe, June the 1st to about November 1st. I think something like that or the no or think no November 30th or 31st the end of November that's when it ends and a lot of times you know these storms they'll, they'll track them on the radar and you know we're <laughs> we're basically looking at them come off the coast of Africa they will make their way to the Caribbean and past Cuba and Puerto Rico and Barbados and then they make then it makes its way to the Gulf of Mexico and then you know basically if you live in Florida you know what that means that means that there's a chance that it may come this way or it could go to Louisiana or it could go to Texas if you stay anywhere within that range of the Gulf of Mexico you you definitely need to be preparing okay and a lot of people don't start preparing until the storm is coming their way, until they can see it, okay? I personally feel that 
you need to be well we need to prepare for things that we don't even see um, when it's not even on the radar just prepare so you don't have to do it later that way you'll be focused you will be calm because you have everything that you could possibly need I look around I've been watching the news lately and in in certain states I'm I'm thinking California maybe um, but the, the news said it was a national shortage of food and I believe it I believe this because me and my wife we actually just came from the grocery store and water is starting to get low and it seems like the 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 restocking is not as fast as it used to be i kind of think that's strategic to be honest with you um there are certain foods that seem to be just having a hard time making their way back to the shelf that have never had a hard time uh, being in stock i've been noticing that but there are actually some states that Thousands upon thousands of people are lining up in lines to get food. And these individuals have no, they have nothing. They have no water. They have no food. They have no rations. And (laughs) for the longest, you know, after the first shutdown, to be honest with you, of the nation, People have should have been they should have noticed like, okay, there's a chance they may shut this down again. So maybe I ought to prepare myself a little bit better next time around. Because a lot of people are without jobs. Um states shut down, like California, and they have no way of getting food. <clears throat> Excuse me. And people are lining up in cars and stuff of that nature to get like a box full of um, non-perishable items and water and stuff like that. It's terrible. It's almost like a third world country in some of these states. Now, I stay in Florida, and Florida is one of the few that is doing okay right now. For now, that is, for now. Things could change going into the new year. I don't know. But I'm not going to wait and see. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm not going to wait and see what's going to happen. Let me just see what happens. Let's just wait and see. No, no, no. There should not ever be any waiting and seeing. You need to just get up and and do what you need to do. Because if you wait to the last minute and you don't prepare, you're going to get caught up in a mess around other individuals. And people, let me tell you something. When people don't have what they need... A whole other side comes out that you've never seen out of a person. The vicious side of a person comes out. The survival instinct of a person comes out. And some of the secularists may say animal instinct may come out. Now, I don't believe that at all. We're not animals. You know, I don't believe in that evolution garbage. But I do believe that people get, when they get desperate, they're not logical and they do things that are that can seem inhumane i'll say like hurting people for water hurting people for food stealing things of that nature breaking the laws of god right people can do that 
And I feel that it's only going to, it's going to get worse, to be honest, because people, you're banking on 2021 to fix the world. And that that's just not, that's not going to happen. You know, 2021, you know, uh, 2020 to me is a, is a test run for what's to come. Uh, 2021, I believe we're going to start seeing a lot more implementations of things. And, and, and as time goes on, we probably will take some time and talk about this type of stuff. I'm here on the podcast and, and on my YouTube channel, too, which you need to go subscribe to, uh, Biblical Truth Central. But, you know, I try my best to keep everybody up on our game and, and educated in, in spiritual things and physical things as well. But I just think that 2021 is going to bring in a lot more implementations. Uh, the world has been prepared, has been prepped, I say prepped or conditioned to think a certain way about this virus and this pandemic following into the next year when they start making suggestions um, as far as what individuals need to do to have somewhat of a normal life. I think that people are going to be a lot more acceptable of it versus the beginning of this year because people are tired, people are worn out, people are scared. They just want their lives back. And I know people personally who feel this way. I can see the fear in a lot of people's eyes and it's it's a very sad thing you know it it really tells me that a lot of these people don't know god a lot of them do not know god the bible tells us that the lord has not given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of of power love and a sound mind okay when when the bible says that you don't have a spirit of fear and that's exactly what this is a spirit of fear that has blanketed the world very hard to break very hard to break which is why you have to have the holy spirit of god governing you during this time period to wake you up and to to show you hey this is not exactly what they say it is um there's no need to fear just stay calm and i do firmly believe that the lord is going to take care of us uh, regardless of what happens okay but, you know, besides food shortages, you know, there we all if you're a gun owner and um, I know that this year, many, many people have became new gun owners. Now, I had my first firearm last year and I bought my second one this year. Um, and I have to say, I probably picked the worst time to do so because of the national shortage of ammunition. This is, man, this is a very big deal because the world that we're living in right now is becoming more and more divided. And I think that eventually uh, people are going to end up um, seceding into different factions. I don't know when. I'm not saying that it's going to be next year or the year after. I'm not sure. But I do believe that, you know, people are waking up to the corruption in this world, whether you're a Christian or not. Uh, you it's it's hard to not see it, and I think that certain individuals are going to side with each other, and <laughs> let's just say that you know protecting yourself is going to be something that each and every one of us is going to have to to um to practice. You know whether you like guns or not, it's in your best interest to get a firearm to protect yourself and your family. Um, I'm not going to be honest with you; I am not a gun enthusiast i do not love guns 
but I understand that with responsible intentions that they serve a good purpose because the bad guys do not play nice. So as they say, you know, don't don't ever bring a knife to a gunfight. Especially if you have small children or husbands, you you have a wife or women out there, you have the right to protect yourselves as well. You know, I was just telling um, somebody the other day that um, here in my city, there is a human trafficking ring and they're targeting young girls and kids and stuff like that. And um, I think it's it's just completely necessary for a woman to have a firearm because of times like this so she can protect herself, you know. But, you know, along with the shortage of food and ammunition, you know, we got that type of stuff going on. The world is just in a bad spot right now. It's just in a bad spot. Stuff like toilet paper. Once again, toilet paper is going missing in a lot of stores. And then before you know it, the hand sanitizer and the paper towels. And, you know, it's just what's going on right now is just a repeat of March and April. And it just goes to show that people have not been preparing themselves. Now, personally, for me, I have been preparing my home since about the end of August going into September. I've been going to the store and I've been buying, you know, canned goods here and there, a small roll of paper towels and tissue just in case something else happens. And sure enough, it, it did. And I'm glad that I did I did it when I did, because the fact is this this so-called virus is not going anywhere anytime soon. And it is single handedly manipulating how we do things in this world and as a, and, and me alone as an individual there's nothing I can really do except for prepare myself and my home and prepare my kids and you know my wife so on and so forth and you know as all of us need to be doing now I've sat up here and I've you know talked about you know the preparation of essentials Food, water, ammunition, stuff like that. Things that we should have been doing all this time. But I believe that the best, absolute best preparation that we all really need to be doing is spiritual preparation. You know, yesterday I made a a YouTube video talking about how so many people are so adamant about you wearing your mask and they're so adamant about social distancing and they're so adamant about um, staying safe and stuff like that, but nobody's preaching the gospel. Nobody's telling people to, to get saved and get under the blood of Christ. Nobody's doing that. Um, everyone's just so focused on this virus. And I said, you know, if, if as many people... And there's Christians, so-called Christians that's doing this. If, if as many people, right, were telling individuals to get saved on the same level of people that say, wear your mask, so many people would come to Jesus Christ. So many people. That's what I believe. But unfortunately, people have decided to 
push once again, push God off to the side to do what they want to do and focus on the physical and not the spiritual aspect of things. Listen, the mask can't save you from hell. Okay. You can wash your hands, you can wear sanitizer, you can wear shields, like you're in the SWAT team and all this stuff. Some of these people look ridiculous in these stores. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but it really does. None of that stuff is, can get you saved. I care more about your soul than your health, if that makes sense. I care more about your soul than this virus and I feel that people are just completely not taking advantage of the the hardship that we're going through right now. Instead of giving them um, hope through Christ, they're giving them suggestions on how to avoid uh, uh, the pandemic. Let me tell you something. You know, I, I yeah, I've been making videos about this on YouTube. About this vaccination that, that they are attempting, I'm going to say, to make mandatory. And it's available, by the way. Available. So there are probably people out there lining up to do this. But I firmly believe that in order for the mass thing to go away, there has to be some relief. Something to make people feel comfortable and confident that they can finally take their masks off. And that relief and that comfort is going to be this vaccination. I do not believe that this vaccination is something that we should be putting in our bodies. I believe that it is laced with all kind of um, abominations. I believe that it contains things that can potentially scramble up our DNA I just believe that it's it's a it's a satanic concoction. I really do. Now, is it the mark of the beast? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, some people think it is. Some people think it's not. I I'm starting to lean on the side of not believing that it is because it does not line up with revelation 13 you know revelation 13 tells us that the mark of the beast is a mark that you take in your right hand or your forehead you don't give a vaccination to somebody in their hand or their forehead okay so i don't think that that is the mark of the beast but but i do believe that whatever is in that vaccination contains a concoction that can possibly suppress our conscience and persuade us to feel that we need to take the mark of the beast now that much i do believe now something like you don't have to agree with me on that that might sound crazy but at this point in time in life i really don't think that we should be leaving anything to chance and that we should be looking into stuff. I think that that vaccination is going to change people. I do. I don't think it's going to help anybody. I don't think it's going to save anybody. You know, the Bible says a little leaven and leaven at the whole lump. People have been banking on vaccinations to, quote unquote, save us from viruses. Maybe there is a strain of COVID in those in those vaccinations because you know that's what it what it is right they uh, a vaccination is basically 
a dead virus that gets implemented in your body to create antibodies in case you end up getting that virus, okay? Now, like I said, a little 11 11 in the whole lump. So there could potentially be a dead virus in that vaccine. I'm sure it is. But I also think that there are other things in that vaccine as well. And I, I just don't, I do not think, what, what, who said it best? Um, who said it best? I, I want to say it was Rahm Emanuel. Um, he was a part of the Obama administration. And I think he quoted, don't let a good pandemic go to waste. I think that was his quote. Somewhere along those lines, don't let a good pandemic go to waste. So in other words, I, I, I you have got to be like under a rock or completely naive to think that Satan is not going to take advantage of this. Okay. The opportunity to implement something into at least 80% of the population. You really think he's not going to try to do something? When, he, when the world is afraid right now, when they're scared to death, do you really think that he's not going to try to implement something? Yeah. Yeah, that vaccination is not, it's, it's, it's not good news, folks. It's not. But that's the type of stuff that people are not talking about. They're not focusing on that. They're focusing on trying to live a normal life when they're not preparing their hearts and their minds spiritually for the things that are coming upon this earth. I'm going to read some scriptures. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, To be sober-minded, to be watchful, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. The Bible tells us we need to be sober-minded. That means that you don't have time to be afraid. You don't have time to be scared. It also goes on to say that we need to be watchful. So, brothers, sisters, do not be distracted. Do not be persuaded to do, to do this and to do that. You need to have your eyes open at all times. Have your ears open at all times. Because Satan is waiting to see who he can strike. Amen? That's what he does. That's what serpents do. That's what lions do. They wait and they wait. Until you're not paying attention and then they strike you. Because when you're caught by surprise, you don't have plan. You don't have time to plan. You don't have time to fight back. Because the body is so shook up. The mindset is so distraught that you perish. You know, if someone is coming at you right in your face, you have time. You have time to plan a, a, a comeback. You got time. Mark 13, 33 says, be on guard. Keep awake. For you do not know when the time will come. When the time will come. This is obviously speaking about the return of Christ. But you can utilize that into other scenarios as well like you don't know when this is going to happen you don't know when that's going to happen so it's in your best interest to just be prepared for anything you know i feel that we as christians need to be preparing ourselves for hard times 
you know, the world hates us already. We get censored on YouTube. We get censored on social media. Just for preaching the gospel. Just for sharing the truth, we get censored. You know, censorship is another problem in this nation. I mean, we, we there's so much fake news and so much censorship that it's hard for anybody to get any real truth. So, but I just feel that we, we can't give up. We got to keep going because hard times are coming in this nation. And persecution is coming in this nation to the Christians as well. I just want to do my part and and keep it on your mind to prepare yourselves. Keep yourself prepared for anything that happens. You know, prepare yourselves physically. Prepare yourself spiritually. Stay in prayer. Stay in the word. Stay fellowshipping with other believers because we're going to need each other in these last days. I promise you, we're going to need each other. This is not the time to be alone. This is not the time to be worrying about yourself. But you need to be uh, preaching the gospel. We need to be edifying each other. We need to be holding each other accountable um, and just keeping each other on that straight and narrow path because the, the world is against us already. And there's so much division in the church. We need to stop. We really need to stop because it's about to get really ugly soon. But, you know, the Bible, again, tells us that we don't have a spirit of fear. And God told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So we have that right there to keep in mind. Don't fear evil. Don't fear this pandemic. Don't fear this virus. Don't fear anything. Have confidence in God above all things because he's faithful and he loves his children. And we need to always remember that. Amen. I want to thank you all so much for listening today. God bless you all. I want you to try to do your best to share this podcast with somebody that you love and care about. Share it on your social media. You know, send them a link. Let them come on over and take a listen. Um, also, go over to YouTube, type in Biblical Truth Central, and subscribe to my channel. I upload a lot more frequently than I do here. But again, I'm here to show some love to the podcasters, to the listeners out there who don't have time to watch but you can listen in your car stay edified stay blessed god bless you again thank you very much for tuning in i'll see you all in the next episode god bless remember stay prepared peace